what the fuck am I watching? This is terrible. This is like, if I would rather somebody walk in on me watching like horse porn than this shit. This is just awkward, cringy shit. Radio Drome. Welcome to another episode of Radio Drome. I am Josh Hadley, and this will be one of the worst sequels we've ever done. Hint, hint. With me, back again, is Cecil Shows Up Sometimes. That, yes, I'm here this time. And Peter has internet again. Part-time Radio Dromer, full-time asshole. At your service. <laughs> At least you got your priorities straight. Yeah, that's right. Well, you guys speak about assholes, you go to adamandeve.com, use nice. the promo code TROME, <laughs> and you will get 50% off of a single item, three free DVDs, a free Power O-ring, and free U.S. shipping. Use the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. So tonight we're going to look at the worst sequels ever made, and then next week we're going to look at the best sequels ever made. If you had to just rattle off what you think is the worst sequel you've ever seen, a sequel that just hissed you off and actually wrecked your enjoyment of the original, what would it be? RoboCop 3. Really? Because, yeah, RoboCop was such a, a treasured uh, childhood film of mine. I was uh, such a huge fan of the, the character, and I had all the action figures and everything, and then I eventually saw the, the third one. I, I actually saw them in order. I saw the first one, then I followed up with the, with the second one um, a few years later because I, uh, I didn't know about it yet, and then at a friend's place, I, I saw the third one, and I was 11 or 12 years old, maybe 13, when I, when I saw the third one for the first time, and I think I remember vividly saying, this is a bastardization. Like, as as a kid, just saying that, like seeing uh, the, the different actor playing Murphy and then the, the PG-13 rating, like the, the fact that it was bloodless and everything, the stupid jetpack thing, dumb, like, Yakuza robot thing. Like, I, I thought it was just the worst movie I'd, I'd ever seen at that time because I was such a huge fan of the of the first two and even some of the some of like the Frank Miller comics I'd been reading like that. That was at a time when uh, Dark Horse was putting out a lot of those. I, I really didn't, and I know why it's bad. I know it's got a lot of studio interference and shit. You know, Peter Weller didn't want to do it because he didn't like the script or, or something. I think he had no, a bad it, experience. It, no, with, no um, it was actually, he turned it down to do Naked Lunch instead. Yeah, which honestly, that's that's a good choice. I think uh, him without Naked Lunch, it wouldn't have uh, it would have been, wouldn't have been the same movie. But I think him not playing RoboCop really hurt it because... He put in, like, as much as people can talk whatever shit they want about the second movie, he really, I, I thought he put in a damn good performance in that one. That one was a, a, a solid-ish follow-up. It, it's not any RoboCop 1, but it's still a good movie. And the third one was such a, I, I don't care that uh, uh, Paula Darius came back to, to do the soundtrack or that it had like a RoboCop 1 sound to it. They brought back the media break people or whatever. It just, it felt cheap. And whenever I look back on it, I, I do feel like it cheapens the, the first one a little bit because I, I am such a, I mark out for Robocop so hard the first movie. I, I watch it at least four or five times a year. I'm pretty sure on average, sometimes more because I, I find it to be one of the most rewatchable movies of all time. And it's my favorite movie of all time. And every time I, I think about third movie and every time I try to watch it, it, it cheapens 
the first one because that one ended on such a such a great note. Everything was tied together so perfectly. It's a movie that, in my opinion, never needed sequels, even though the, the second one's fun. But the third one is such a piece of shit in so many ways that it, it fucking infuriates me as a fan of the first one. And see, I didn't hate it, or I, I did, actually. I did hate it for quite a few years, and then I rewatched it again before Cecil and I talked to Fred Decker. It's got a lot of problems. There's a lot of things to not like, but it was better than I remembered it being. There were there are glimpses, there are moments of the of the first two yeah. film style in there. It just doesn't work as a movie. You can see potential. You can definitely see what the original script was going for, eventually executed. It was the way that the production meddled with it. Uh, I think giving it the, the PG-13 rating really hurt it because the first two are, are unforgiving hard R film. Like, they got they got very heavy uh, subject matter in them. Even if the second one's a little more slapsticky, it's still dark. It's got gruesome moments. That, that scene when Robocop's getting, like, cut into pieces in the factory. What's-his-face? Officer Duffy's death scene is just brutal. The brain getting smashed at the end. Like, it's it's just as uh, hardcore a movie as the, the first one is in some respect. And the third one just felt like a toy commercial. It's, it insults me. It insults my intelligence, even still to this day. Whenever I try to give it a chance, I, I wish I could see it in a better light than, than you do. It just still pisses me off to this day. RoboCop 3, what they did. Originally, RoboCop 3 was supposed to be a part of RoboCop 2. I mean, it was all one big, mm-hmm. long script. But the problem was it was yeah. like, it was too much. So they took two. I, I believe Frank Miller's word was unfilmable the way he wrote it. Yeah, it was un- so, yeah, it was unfilmable <laughs> the way he wrote it. So they cut it, you know, and they made two into two, and then they took, you know, the leftover stuff and made three. As when we Which talked makes to. Sense if you think about it. Yeah, it really, like, it really was supposed to be like part, you know, the first part of it was, uh, the whole thing with Kane, and then it went into, you know, Robocop fighting, uh, against the other, the, the robot ninjas and shit. It, I'm sure yeah. it probably would have been done a little less slapsticky if it was, you know, if the two were combined into what Robocop 2 was, but I love RoboCop 2 very much. I mean, it's again, it's it's not uh, the the just wonderful satire that the first one is, but RoboCop 2 is a lot going for it. Three, I just am sad because after talking to Decker and finding out a lot of the nonsense that went on, like they just, I mean, the studio was in the process of going bankrupt while they were working on it, and they were really like mm-hmm. hoping that the PG-13 would be able to save it, and then the studio wanted to lighten the tone so that they could uh, kickstart the RoboCop TV series and you can't have an R-rated movie and then tie it into a, a freaking TV so you couldn't uh, now in the you 80s could. you could and, you know well in the 80s you could but I'm saying yeah. that, you know uh, but I don't know I think they were still a little well it was uh was that 93 I think so 90, it was, yeah. well it was made in 91 released in 93 because it sat on the shelf for two years during Orion's bankruptcy right oh god but it's just it's just a tragedy because uh I really think that there would have been a good movie in there if it wasn't just so meddled and so just kiddified. Like, I didn't like, uh, the little girl pissed me off. Oh, you know, God. The, Be Nico. loyal like a puppy. I'm like, Ugh. I'm as loyal as a puppy. That was garbage. You just re- I forgot that, that about that scene. Now I just hate now you're man- even more again. <laughs> now, you're mad. now I'm back to like 100% hatred of it. Like, there's no <laughs> chances for it at all. <laughs> that movie. I come from a very weird place where I, I'd like to look at things as their own 
thing. Like, I mean, I can take a movie with a really great sequel like Alien and then you'd go to Aliens and that expands We'll talk about on... those next week. I know, but I'm kind of, I'm getting to my point. Uh, I'm, I can expand that. Okay, so it took the story and expanded the story of the original and it made it bigger and better. But if there is a bad sequel, then that for me, like, doesn't, I don't let it diminish my enjoyment of the original like i will just be like okay that was shit you know it wasn't doesn't tarnish the original the original still exists so for me i was thinking about it long and hard and i have to say that the movie that is one of the biggest piles of shit and quite possibly one of the most disappointing things i've ever seen was indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull i was so depressed because i love the original three uh indiana jones movies each one is different in its own way and it's i mean the first is the best two is just is, is such a roller coaster ride and it's so fun and three has a lot more of the feeling that the first one did but it's still oh it's just good and then four is just such a fucking joke like they they uh they really were trying to pass it off to shia labeouf to take over mm-hmm. the uh the indiana jones franchise and basically the audience was like no mutt you know we want mutt <laughs> to be indiana jones bad cgi shia labeouf swinging through the desert swinging through the jungle like tarzan a terrible with enemy. a monkey army with the monkey army all right well now they're aliens but they're oh, just why are you mixing indiana jones with area 51 and oh it's just so bad so yeah. i i was really disappointed i had a buddy of mine who was a major like Apollo? Well, no, you see, and he's trying to like defend it, you know. Well, well, they fell out of the of the plane in in uh, Indiana Jones two, and all, and I'm like, I don't know. They're just it was because of the way that it was done. It just worked better. And Marion drove the car off the cliff, and they drove down a tree. And, well, like, and oh. then okay, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. Didn't that also have like a triple betrayal? Didn't like his buddy betray them, but then he betrayed the bad guys, saying the first betrayal was a false one, and then betrayed everybody again. And it was like, oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. I think they're actually. I think it was a quadruple betrayal, if I'm not mistaken. I think he betrayed Indy, and then he betrayed <laughs> the bad guys, and then he betrayed like somebody else, and then at the end he betrayed Indy again. And I'm like, oh, just stop it! I remember the Young Indiana Jones TV series, and. The, the old indie segments that took place, you know, then in, you know, the late eighties, early nineties, Indy's greatest regret was having never married Marion. Okay. So when this movie, he marries Marion. So fuck the TV show, right? Yeah. Cause he was in like the, uh, he was in like the, the hospital at the end, wasn't he? Or uh, like, like reminiscing was like the whole thing, if I'm not mistaken of, of him in, thinking. In, back. Well, in the TV series, it was just him going about his daily life. He had an eye patch and something would remind him of an adventure, mm-hmm. you know, like he'd pass a TV, a bank of TVs and so, something in his day to day life would remind him of an adventure. And then there was the three different time periods of his youth that they would go to, which is really a cool idea. That is actually, yeah. But uh, it was a good show, though, too. I don't, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember really enjoying it. I remember it having, like, very good production value. I, I just think that it's silly that it's like they did bring back Marion, and I'm like, uh, Marion's a little long in the tooth now. <laughs> Are you saying John Hurt looked a little bit better? Yeah, I'm saying that, uh, you know, I don't know. I think uh, it, it's just funny because, in well, in in reality – Indy or uh, Harrison Ford was with uh, Kalista Flockhart, and uh, like I don't know, it just was. Uh, it made me chuckle, but uh, okay, she well. uh, she was okay. 
And, uh, I, I don't know. I just, she kind of was. To be fair, everybody was, uh, pretty fing old in that movie. Everybody was sure. old. Harrison's and... like, Harrison Ford's like face was like falling off his skull. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see what, uh, how the new Blade Runner turns out, especially with, uh, Ridley Scott's assertion that Deckard was always a replicant. Oh yeah, explain what Harrison Ford looks like now. No, but wait, no, I thought he just put that into f*** with audiences. I didn't think that was uh, actually canon. He just added that into one of the director's cuts, didn't he? No, 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 no. Ridley Scott, has, in every documentary he's been interviewed on, he's like, of course he's a replicant. The only way the story works is if he's a replicant. Oh, uh, he's being a troll. There's no way Deckard's supposed to be a replicant. I, I, I know, I, I disagree with him. Deckard's not a replicant. My, my, my pick? Alien 3. You Ooh. don't know how pissed off I was at that movie. I loved Alien. I loved Aliens. Alien 3 was just a giant steaming hate f to that first, those first two films. It just said everything you like, we're just shitting all over that. Oh, you liked these characters? F you then. And then the story was incomprehensible. It makes no sense. Alien 3 actually angered me. I was in high school when that came out. I actually walked out of the theater pissed off. After Alien 3. It takes a lot for me to be actually physically pissed off at a movie. And Alien 3 did that for me. I liked a lot of elements of 3. Uh, and since I've seen the, uh, the, the production uh, cut. That is just a movie that was being pulled in 50 different directions. I loved the, uh, I loved the, the base with the prisoners. I loved the concept of how they were showing, okay, this is an alien that uh, made, you know, merged with a dog, so now it's going to be a lot more feral, and they were kind of expanding on that that was touched in two a little bit, and in the Dark Horse comics of where it's like the alien takes on the aspects of whatever it uh, hosts inside, which is why the alien that we had seen primarily before were bipedal and this was much more of a feral uh, alien which was cool and i liked the the cast in this i thought was terrific i just i loved the world that they built i just wasn't particularly a hundred percent on board with the way that it was executed i thought that uh, there were a lot of just dumb mistakes that they did some silly stuff that really i'd come to find out was a lot of of course studio interference the ending with with Ripley like falling into the the lava I thought or into the the magma or whatever I thought was really cool but then when the, the stupid queen, chest burster the queen chest bursted and then she grabbed it and like held on like meanwhile every other person that's had this has gone into convulsions because it is something that is tearing itself out of you and this is three times as big as a normal one right it's been it's been uh, fermenting inside of her for a, a while and because it had needed more time to grow row and it comes and it comes out she grabs a hold of it and isn't like ah you know and uh, so i just uh the entire basis of the film makes no sense okay first of all we have to accept the egg getting on board the sulaco which even david fincher pointed out to helen guyler and i quote the audience won't care they'll just accept that it's there that mm. tells you the kind of attitude that they had going into this but then what kind of fire protocols do they have on a military vessel in the future? So a fire is started by the acid. The computer never once tries to put this fire out. It just takes the remaining humans and shoots them into space. The f*** kind of fire protocols are this? And then you've got 
All these prisoners set up on this planet because they found God? Wayland yutani doesn't care about human life at all, but they're going to keep resupplying a bunch of rapists and murderers at their expense? And 87 even says that the company keeps sending them supplies because they found God. Nothing in this film makes any sense. Nothing. It pisses me off. Alien 3 needs to die. I, I've, I've always enjoyed Alien 3. I, as Cecil pointed out, the aspect of the dog alien is, is a cool idea to make it sort of more feral than it usually is. It's a very, like, rabid version of the creature. I hated the early CG stuff where it's, like, running on the ceiling and shit. But all the animatronic stuff looked good. I love the visual aesthetic of the movie. I actually do kind of dig the, the story. I like this idea of the, the prison planet. It's incredibly mean-spirited. I mean, it's, you have, uh, characters that, of uh, like, like Hicks and Newt that were very memorable from the second film and they just, just wantonly kill them off. For um, stupid reasons. For stupid reasons, sure. But, uh, it made sense for the context of the story. It, uh, made sense as to why Ripley is so, so down and out. Like, she's, she's very defeated from the opening moments of, of that film. And she's a lot more cynical than she, she normally is. Like, she is absolutely at the breaking point of her, of her character. There's even a point where she, she tries to get, like, the, the alien creature to, like, kill her and, like, just stands in the, the boiler area or whatever and just wants it to, to come to her and it doesn't. And then the ending scene, I don't nitpick too much when she's falling into the, the magma or whatever and she's not all convulsing and shit. So I think the movie was already mean-spirited as it was. It, you know, to have her, like, just start suffering all of a sudden as she's about to fall into, like, a, a fiery pit, I think would have been a little much. Plus, I think at that point, her character was so numb to everything that happened, to to her just utter disdain for uh, Wayland yutani to, to all the people she'd lost, you know, her daughter, Hicks, Newt, the entire crew that she was with in, in uh, the second film, the entire crew she was in in the first film. It, it was sort of a, a release, and she grabbed onto the queen uh, almost symbolically, like, you know, I'm taking you with me, motherfucker. Like, that's it. You're done. If, if I'm going to be done, you're done, too. I, I liked it. I, I thought the the ending had a, had a nice catharsis to it. I, I thought visually it 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 sort of represented the same aesthetic that the first film has everything was very very dark everything was very greasy and dirty it it had that same sort of working class vibe lower than working class vibe i guess in the first one did it, it felt true to the the first and second film it feels like like a proper sequel i i've never hated alien 3 there are elements of it that sort of annoy me a little bit yeah the whole they keep sending us stuff because we found god or, or whatever like it, it's not something that's ever pissed me off too much because of the the performances are great i like a lot of the characters i do like how it had the balls to be as uh as mean-spirited as it was the one that i truly f***ing hate is resurrection resurrection that, is bad but the resurrection, resurrection didn't piss me off as much as three did. i don't see why resurrection is unforgivable that is an unforgivable film like yeah, it, starts, it starts off okay and then that one i can't watch every time i try to rewatch it i turn it off about halfway through because i can't get through it it just irritates the shit out of me because um, because the first half is firefly set in the aliens universe it's act the first half is actually not bad um you know getting introduced to the the crew and some of the characters and stuff and then it just becomes this insepid stupid slasher movie like it doesn't even feel like an alien movie it feels like a bad like slasher it's just a body count film with horrible cg and they try to make the aliens look more like hardcore and they're like jet black and they got like razor sharp teeth this is f- you this is terrible horrible oh, the baby movie. 
And the baby alien was the Ugh. dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Oh my god. That movie is just horrid, horrendous. It's uh, it, it, it feels is. like a, it feels like a bad fan. At least Alien Three, it kind, of, it feels like a sequel. It feels like it's tied into the to the first two somewhat. It it show. It, what I like is that it builds on the ever-growing corruption of Wayland yutani Like, that company just looks worse and worse throughout those movies. The first one, it's like, you know, space truckers, you know, you, we don't really know too much about the company yet. Then you find out that there's, like, a malfunctioning android on board that tries to kill Ripley and the other crew until it gets its, its head knocked off. Uh, then the second one, you, you find out that they're they don't care, you know, that they're they care more about this expensive piece of technology than they do about this crew that was wiped out by this alien race that they knew about, that they're sending space marines to, to collect the, the creatures from this uh it was like a colony yeah the, the colony on uh, lv246 that they knew you know when you find out from burke that they were all killed off so it's like the the, the corruption is rising even more then in the third movie you find out that they're they're keeping this like junk planet filled with like prisoners or whatever like they're just passing people off onto this like this planet full of like rapists and murderers and stuff so i kind of like that there's an expansion of of characters of of ripley's attitude as a character and and of just how corrupt Wayland Utani really is as a, as a company. So I like that. I like that there is a there's a proper trilogy there. And Resurrection doesn't feel like anything. It's it's just a just a shitty fart, just a, a a fart that doesn't even have any any oomph to it. It, it doesn't even stink. Like that's how bad of a fart it is. Whereas Alien Three is I like it. It's Alien it Three is diarrhea. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Alien 3 is not diarrhea. Alien 3 has a lot going for it. I can easily sit down and watch Alien 3 and enjoy the good aspects of it yeah. and overlook the bad. Because Four... it's mostly good. I think Alien 3 mm-hmm. is mostly good, and it has, uh, like, I, w- I wouldn't say it's it's great. I wouldn't say it's, like, amazing, but I think it's good. Most third films in franchises tend to be the worst a lot of the time. And Alien 3, I felt like, doesn't even come close to that mark. It's a very enjoyable movie. Uh, I thought, I think that, that's David Fincher's directorial debut, is it not? Yep. Feature film directorial debut. He'd done music videos and commercials. Before. But, like, for, for a full movie, though, like, he, he did a hell of a job. Um, he, he had no control over that at all. In fact, there's, there's a great shot that was delete, that was deleted out of, out of some of the documentaries that leaked online. Fox is number one studio in the country because they're awesome. A bunch of morons. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I I, uh, I can see where you're coming from on Alien Three. I just I I don't agree. I think it's a really enjoyable movie, and I feel like the true shit stain on that franchise is uh, Resurrection. Let's let's breeze through some others here that are considered the worst of all time. And like I said, I'm, we're going to breeze through. But I found a list. Uh, for, of on complex.com the 50 worst sequels of all time although they loosely define sequel because some of these are prequels and spinoffs but whatever mm. speed oh. two cruise control okay that one is pretty bad i'll <laughs> give you that movie fucking sucks yep and man because <laughs> i love speed speed is such a fun movie and speed yeah. two cruise control oh my god that movie that movie quite possibly has the most endings of any movie ever in the history <laughs> of all time number two staying alive now i didn't like saturday night fever but staying alive is pretty goddamn bad i don't yeah. think it's i don't think it's bad enough to be number two i've never even seen it all i know is that like sylvester stallone directed it and john Travolta is like really ripped in it that's all i know 
He directed it. He did. I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, yeah, he did, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because he has a cameo in the movie where and I, he's yeah, walking down the street, and he's got, like, his, he's got, like, the I've leather seen. jacket on. <laughs> with the, That's the, awesome. He the Bon Jovi into, jacket. Yes. He, like, bumps into John Travolta and looks at him like he's going to kick his ass. That's the only part of the movie I've seen, and it's great. Number three, <laughs> Basic Instinct 2. Never seen it. Again, I've yeah, that one's it. pretty damn bad. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I didn't even know there was a second one. Who uh, yeah, is that? Uh, Who's who's in that one even is uh Sharon Stone. It's Sharon Stone and the governor from Walking Dead as a psychiatrist. Oh okay. fuck. Oh my god, I'm looking at the picture. Oh my god, look at him without the <laughs> He doesn't He's... even look like the governor, does he? So he looks so young. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, oh. the Matrix Reloaded. Bullshit. All right, both both Matrix sequels were pretty bad. Yeah. No, they're not that bad. They're, they're not. Pretty, they're okay. Let me put. It, they're not bad enough to be number four. I agree with that. They're still honestly. They're as uh, as not as good as they are as the first movie. They're still you know entertaining popcorn flicks like that. Uh, what, what's the third? The third movie is the one where it's it's the bunch of Agent Smiths reigning and, and Neo and him are fighting like in the middle of the city. Those are fun. Like they're yeah. they're not terrible, but they're they're just in, they're enjoyable, ridiculous, like over the top. Uh, cyberpunk movies, like, they're okay. Son of the Mask. Oh, oh yeah. God. That is, that so deserves to I, be on oh, this I list. I have purposefully avoided it. <laughs> Me too. Okay, now I know Cecil and I are gonna disagree with this. Blair Witch 2, you know what? Fuck you. Blair Witch 2 is awesome. No, I still, I like Blair Witch 2, like, as it was, but the, the real version is the version that, that is the director's cut. And that is, a completely different, amazing, like that is a great film, whereas the Blair Witch 2, as it's released, I think is a good film. I still like it, yeah. I I feel like, uh, as, at least as far as rewatch value goes, I prefer uh, Book of Shadows, even as its original cut. Because as as, uh, as iconic as the first one is, it's kind of it's one of those movies you can't really watch too much. I I really um base my enjoyment on a movie on how many times I can watch it. And Blair Witch One I can't really watch multiple times because it's the whole thing is build up until like the last. 10 minutes or so whereas blood witch 2 you know it's more of a conventional movie it's got uh the, the characters in it are interesting it's it's well paced I, I like where they went with it so it's one of those movies i can enjoy on on multiple viewings rather than the first one so i actually honestly prefer book of shadows over the first one well and then we've got no i haven't seen this one be cool i've seen get shorty i don't even know this was a i didn't even know get shorty had a sequel so i can't uh, speak to be cool be cool is the one where the rock plays a gay actor or some shit it's got John Travolta in it. I think well, so. Well, John Travolta's yeah. in both of them. Get Shorty was about Hollywood. Be Cool yeah. is about the music industry. I only saw parts of it, so I can't really, I can't really judge. I don't think I've seen the thing the whole way through, but I didn't hate it, at least from what I saw. I, I wasn't like blown away by Get Shorty, so I never felt the need to see Be Cool. Yeah, I'm a huge Elmore Leonard fan, and somehow I missed that. Yeah, I just saw. Uh, be cool like a little bit of it on tv yeah the same with seastall i was never huge on get shorty i don't even, i don't even think i knew that be cool was a was a sequel i never never caught that i think what got me was in the trailers for be cool like they were doing something because it was because it was travolta and uma thurman together they had to throw in like a like a pulp fiction thing and they kept oh, and i was God. just like i'm like nope not seeing it that like it's <laughs> to me it, it just screamed desperation I was well, like, I, no. I, I think I think the next film on this list screams desperation, and none of us are going to debate its placement. Caddyshack Two. Never oh, even seen it. It's oh, so it's worse. Bad. I love. I literally just watched Caddyshack a week and a half ago. Caddyshack Two 
is an abomination of a movie. <laughs> it, Caddyshack is seriously, hands down, it's not even up for argument, one of the greatest comedies of all time. And Caddyshack 2, I, what the f***? <laughs> it is so amazingly unfunny. Mm. I, I just, I don't know, like, how they screwed it up so bad. I never had any desire to see it because it just, just looked like shit. It was. It and really then, is. And then the next film we've already discussed in our Wes Craven retrospective, Hells Have Eyes 2, which is not even a real sequel because it's only half of a damn movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Hills and, Have Eyes 1 sucks, and Hills Have Eyes 2 is even worse. <laughs> and, then, and, well, and then we've got Too Fast, Too Furious. Now, <laughs> Bullshit. I, 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 no, I hate all of the Fast and the Furious movies below 5. I did not like 1 through 4 or Tokyo Drift. But you know what? I think five was freaking great. So I, I agree. Too fast, too furious was really bad. I've like no. only I've only seen the first one the entire way through, and then I've seen parts of every other one. Like back in uh, when I was in my earlier twenties, like nineteen, twenty, twenty one. I do right. want to check out uh, everything uh, Fast Five and, and after and stuff because. Uh, okay, Peter. Fast Five has no right to be as good as it is. Oh wow! Yeah, it looks like a good like action movie, whereas. I have no interest in the other ones because, God, I just, I don't give a shit about cars, like, especially those kinds of cars, like the, the shiny. Yeah. But see, it stopped being a street racing thing after four. It became a heist, a series of yeah. heist films. Which, that's cool. And can, that's I when it got better. Well, I mean, Whereas, but the thing was, they were, it was, it always has been a, like, like they start, it was street racing. But it didn't but they focus also, on the heists. Yeah, but it's they also very overshadowed. It's overshadowed by the uh, uh, politically incorrect term rice rockets. Right. Uh, yeah, rice um, burn, the rice but I never, cars. I never liked, I never liked the aesthetic of the of the movies. Um, the, the very like dude bro sort of attitude. Like I don't know. I never, I, I was never really much of a of a Vin Diesel or Paul Walker mark. Like I, I like Vin Diesel as Riddick. That's about it. Other than that, I think he's a very boring one note kind of actor. So well, I, I, so I have no real uh, opinion either way, just because they're movies that never really interested me a, a whole hell of a lot. Well, now none of us are going to argue this next movie, although I think it should have been higher on the list, is Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, man. Yes, now that's something that should have been, uh, like, <laughs> that's why I'm saying, like, Matrix and whatnot, or at least, uh, you know, 2 and 3, like, you can watch them and get enjoyment yeah. out of them. Absolutely. Blues no Brothers 2000 is physical torture. It There's is. no enjoyment oh to be had. It was one of those movies uh, that I saw on TV. Like, I never went to go see it in theaters. I loved Blues Brothers growing up, the original. It's a fantastic movie. And then uh, watched a bit of Blues Brothers 2000 just just on on TV back when I was in, I think it was like early high school or something. I didn't even know it existed. I was like, there's a sequel to Blues Brothers? Really? All right, okay. And then pretty sure I switched the channels like 20 minutes into watching it. It was the same sort of effect that uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I know it's not a sequel to anything, but Napoleon Dynamite and Blues Brothers 2000 gave me the same reaction is uh, both of them i tried to watch on tv and just watch like a few scenes and, and change the channel i think with napoleon dynamite it was the large talons scene and i was like Fuck this <laughs> okay i did not like the original grease so i Ooh. never even saw i never even saw grease too i don't know if it's really as bad as everyone tells me it is <laughs> i haven't seen it in a long time but i don't remember it being that bad 
Uh, I, it's it's basically it's just more like if you don't like musicals and shit, then you're not gonna like it. I like Grease a lot. I think it's like it's one of the few musicals that uh, I enjoy. I won't watch it like all the time, but if it's on or something, I'll, I'll watch it. But uh, Grease Two, I I don't think it was all that bad. Although it is the typical funny thing where Maxwell Caulfield, who is a really good looking guy, he plays the the nerd who has to like become like one of the uh the greasers or whatever to get it and i'm like what from michelle pfeiffer from, yeah from michelle pfeiffer who's beautiful but she looks like she's about 30 in the movie and she's, <laughs> and she's playing you know the high school student i mean i guess it's better than uh than uh, uh what's R- R- rizzo from uh, the first one who looked like she was 40 and she's supposed to be the the hot high school chick uh the slut wasn't she the, she was the slut yeah she was the one that put out because she they thought she got knocked up and uh but yeah i'm looking like right away you see like maxwell caulfield and like nobody's giving him like a, and i'm like are you kidding me like wh- you know th- this is freaking Rex Manning. Let's bowl, let's bowl, let's rock and roll. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. Now, I never saw this one, but the Hills Have Eyes 2 remake. The, Hill, mm. the Hills Have Eyes 1 remake is out standing. Mm-hmm. The Hills Have Eyes 2 remake, uh, Alexander Aja, who directed, uh, and I believe he wrote the original uh, remake, didn't want to do the sequel because they wanted to do like a fast turnaround and he wanted to work on something else. And essentially, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was Wes Craven's son who wrote the script for Hills Have Eyes 2 over the course of a weekend so that they could have mm-hmm. it in production to have it out, you know, within a year after the first one came out because the first one was such a like runaway hit. And it is abysmal. It looks like something (laughs) that somebody just went on a bender and wrote. It's like it's so unbelievably bad and stupid Mm. and filled with bad decisions and bad effects and bad. Is it worse than is it worse than Piranha 3D? Because that was pretty damn horrible. I like Piranha 3D. Of course you did. It was fun. What do you want? Three, Three double D is the bad one. 3D was fun. The, the, the remake sequel to Hills Have Eyes 2 is just bad though. The one thing I remember from it is this really awkward scene where one of the mutants rapes a chick and I, it goes on for like three minutes and he's just like thrusting away on, on a tape, like, like humping, humping at this chick and it's like, why? We don't, we don't need to, to see this, not because it's rape, but because it's, it's poorly shot. There's no pacing. Gratuitous. This thing is just like humping away like, uh, uh, it's like, uh, okay. You oh, make a baby shocking. for us. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like, wow, this this movie is trying so hard to be like like shock factor, edgy, rapist mutants, and it's like you suck. This is horrible. It, it ah, like I I almost prefer the fucking like Wes Craven <laughs> Hills Have Eyes too because at least that had the uh, gay dude from Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven is like a random. It also had a dog dude. with a flashback. Yeah, dog, <laughs> you got flashback dog. And you've got gay dude from Friday the 13th Part 7 telling, like, the main dude of the uh, the main villain of the film, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. And it's like, wow, this, this movie really hates its characters. Like, we're not even going to try gratuitous. Like, the uh, you make baby for us and just humping away on the table. And it's like, yeah, mutant rape. rape uh, great. Yeah, it should make you, like, uncomfortable with, like and really hate the, the characters that are that are doing it. Whereas, like, in, in Hills of Ice 2, it's like, that's the one thing. That's how stupid this movie it is 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 the one thing i remember is this chunky mutant thrusting on a table with this chick laying there and just going uh, uh, and i'm like what the f- am 
am I watching? This is terrible. This is like, if I would rather somebody walk in on me watching like horse porn than this shit. This is just awkward, cringy shit. All right, next. And now Cecil, we don't know the director's cut. So the theatrical released cut of Crow City of Angels is a goddamn mess. Okay, no, I, I know it, it was not supposed to be, but what came out was garbage. I had it <laughs> confirmed by the director himself that my video was ninety-five percent correct. He no, no, no. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you weren't. I'm saying the Crow City of Angels being on this list, the theatrical cut does deserve it because the theatrical cut is a fucking train wreck. Because they turned it into the Crow One, and the movie wasn't supposed to be the right, Crow One. Right, but we have to judge the film that was released for worst sequel, and it is. It's even as it is. I don't know. There's something style. There, that was what made me want to dig into it more because the style and everything about it, it just seemed like there was so much more beyond the surface. I'm like, there's something that just doesn't feel right. And the more I looked into it, the more I discovered, of course, the studio butchered it. They said, okay, much like Blair Witch 2. Oh yeah, go make a movie that, you know, go make the movie that you want to make. And they came back with the movie that he wanted to make. And they're like, this isn't the movie we wanted you to make. Wanted to make a movie that was not a copy paste of the first movie. So he shot the Crow City of Angels the way that he wanted to and made it into much, a oh, much no, different I, I film. I actually think after, after watching your video, his movie would have been good. Yeah. What was released to theaters was not. What his what was released in the theaters was not good. It like I said, it has it has something about it that like I don't know. Uh, I liked it before I really looked into it to find out what was going on. I think that there was so much more lore and so many things that they opened up and just some really interesting ideas that they were going down. And uh, it's such a tragedy that uh, it's it's just uh, messed up like that. Instead of being the Crow City of Angels, the Crow City of Angels had a, had a different, I mean, different everything. The whole, like, I mean, it was, it was a sad ending. It wasn't like, you know, he didn't win. Like he, like everything was, went bad. And in this, they tried, you know, they made it to have like the, the, basically the, they turned it into the Crow and it, it wasn't supposed to be the Crow. I hated all, I never saw the third film, but I hated the first film, so Hangover 2 is the same damn movie. Hangover 2, I think, is a terrible sequel, but it's a sequel to a terrible film, so. Yeah, the Hangover, the Hangover 2 is the same goddamn movie. It's, it's just, it, it's in a different location, but it's the same goddamn movie. And the first one sucked, and this one sucked <laughs> even more, because it was the same movie, just in. Suckier. Just in a different, like, they, I mean, it was, it, it was seriously, like, just a copy, like, it was one of the most blatant copy-pastes of a movie I've ever seen. It was the same goddamn movie. They find, they, they, the, the, the finale, they find him on a roof, just like they did in the, oh, it was so fucking bad. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not a fan of Hangover, the first one, really all that much, but yeah, that one was just... It's a copy-paste. I mean, there's a way to do that and do it well, uh, to do the same sort of themes. Like, if if you want to get technical with it, the Back to the Future movies, all three of them are sort of the same movie in a, in a way. They they sort of hit similar beats. Uh, they have callbacks to, to lines from the, the previous film, and they, they try to have this sort of weird deja vu sort of element to it. But yeah, Hangover 2 is flat out a, a copy-paste of the, the first film, which the, the only good thing about these movies is the director seems to be obsessed with Danzig and there's always a Danzig theme and that's always the best part of the movie and it always makes me want to just go listen to Danzig all night rather than just watch this piece of crap. 
Speaking of piece of, piece of crap, we have Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. Uh, okay, it's a terrible movie. Maybe if I could see most of yeah. the movie, I'd have a higher opinion of the fucking thing. Yeah. Like, I, even co- I even contrasted scenes from the trailer, which were quite light, and mm-hmm. scenes from the finished film. I don't... They literally artificially darkened this film. It was not shot like this. It was not shot in squint vision. <laughs> I don't know why they thought that was the aesthetic to go for, because go and watch the trailer and then watch those same scenes in the movie. Or I should say attempt to watch those same scenes in the movie. All you see is vague shadows moving around in the damn movie. Yeah, that was a real disappointment, because I was really excited for that one after the first AVP came out, and everybody was super disappointed by how cheap you know, the, the Predator prosthetics looked and the, the really bad CGI and it's bloodless and flat characters and all this stuff and all that had going for it was that it had aliens and predators in it but it didn't have like you know what made them sort of what they are and that's that's an r rating like the predators like rip people's spines out and skin people and aliens like bury their their little mini mouth into like people's heads and rip people apart and stuff like that and you'd think this is going to be like the most like it's, it's going to be the most like extreme movie ever and it's gonna be like the comics it's be like the video games and it was just a let down piece of crap and then the second one the trailer comes out, and I lost my mind. I was like, this looks awesome. It's like, whatever. It's it hard R. It's mean. Yeah. It's really mean. The Predator looks awesome in it. The aliens look cool. The, the action looks great. It's violent as all f- The characters don't even matter too much because it looks like they're actually going for – it's mostly alien and Predator action stuff with cannon fodder characters, which is what they need to do. If you're not going to have space marines in it, just have characters that don't matter that you can wantonly kill off because it's all about the Predators and the aliens in, in this thing. I went and saw the movie, and I couldn't see a goddamn thing. No, you um, went and per- you went and thought you saw the movie. Went and thought I saw it. I, I paid for it. I sat down in the theater. Uh, you know, I got I had my my uh my nachos and my my nacho cheese, and my salsa and my soda, and I'm sitting down, getting ready to have a hell of a time. And I just walked out of the theater, convinced that I saw an awesome movie. Like it was it was one of those those times when you when you're kind of in denial. Like it's like yeah, what I saw was cool. There was some cool moments in there, and then a couple weeks go by. I just found myself getting really annoyed because I, I went and re- rewatched the trailer and what I saw in that almost looked completely different to what I saw in the, the finished film. And then I was like, you know, maybe, maybe it was just a weird print in the theater that maybe that was it. Like the, something about the reel was weird. Maybe like something maybe, maybe it was blotchy. Uh, maybe I should have tried to get a refund or something. And then I got it on DVD like an idiot. I watched it and it was the same thing. It, it almost looked worse on uh, on DVD than it did in the movies. Like, you really, like, the sewer scenes are damn near unwatchable. The fights on, like, the rooftop and the hospital. Like, even, even like, the, what, what should be a scene in daylight when they're in, like, the woods and that, like, hunter with his kid end up getting killed by the, uh, by the little, by the, like, face, the face huggers and stuff. Uh, you can barely even see anything in that scene. Like, everything looked, like, the trees look black and it's in the middle of the day. That was, uh, I, I feel like that one doesn't deserve to be on a list of, of worst sequels because it's a bad film. Because I don't think it necessarily is. I think what, what's in there is a really good Alien vs. Predator movie. The best part of that film is watching the trailer and looking at the promotional pictures and looking at the behind-the-scenes photos and the behind-the-scenes videos. Because you see some really good shit. 
the Predator costume looks great. Ian White did a really good job of, of playing the Predator. The aliens themselves had a nice throwback to the second movie. A lot of the, the, the set pieces and the gore and the, the general aesthetic of, of capturing what Alien versus Predator should be and should feel like was all there. Even, even the plot was, uh, reminiscent of the old, uh, Super Nintendo game where, uh, you know, the, the Predator ship receives like a distress call and comes to Earth to hunt aliens. Like that's basically the plot of Alien versus Predator Requiem. Instead of being on like a, a space colony, it's on Earth, which which that really drew me in. I thought that was really cool that they're actually having elements of other versions of, of Alien versus Predator that was, uh, you know, in the, the 90s and the comics and video games and, and stuff like that. And it's like, this is really exciting. This is going to be great. This is going to be a total redemption. It should be, it shouldn't even be called Requiem. It should be called Alien versus Predator Redemption because it's going to redeem the that Paul Thomas Anderson pile of crap that came out a few years earlier. And it, it just left me feeling just as disappointed because I couldn't see anything. And they're probably never going to release a, a proper version of it because I think they like ruined the negative or something. Like, I, I don't think there's any way they can actually go back and fix it. Because there was a good movie in there. They just ruined it physically. You're you're not wrong about the DVD version. The DVD version was darker than the theatrical version. Uh, what happened was a lot of people lost their shit. They were complaining about how, same thing, you know, how, you know, they couldn't watch the movie. So when the movie was put out on Blu-ray, Fox had them lighten the picture. Now, it's not... It's not like to the point of where you can actually see what's going on, but you can get a little more detail and you can, you know, get a bit more. So um, it's m closer to what the movie should be. I don't know what the thing is, because the thing is that the guys who directed this are uh, the Strauss brothers, and they've been doing special effects since like the mid 90s. And they're two effects guys, and they've worked on a lot of really big movies and movies where you can actually, you know, see like they worked on uh, 300 and fucking, uh, Alien, um, some of the X-Men movies and Aeon Flux and movies where you can see what the hell's going on. So I don't know what happened because they did a lot of there was a bit of cgi but they did do a good blend of practical effects and cgi yeah it wasn't shot like that though look at the scenes in the trailer this was some kind of post-production decision made by fox be. or them that, that, that the said studio. we need to darken saying. this for some reason yeah I, it had I to wonder... be the studio saying it, it, this isn't like edgy and like dark and teal enough like this has to look like uh like a modern sort of horror movie and it's like but it's it's not a horror movie it's it's alien versus predator it should it should have a it, the, the trailers looked like it was shot more like the like the first two predator movies like it had that kind of aesthetic to it and then they just ruined it i have a feeling that probably what happened was if i had to guess it was a budding between the directors and the studio to the point of where they were like, okay, this is because they said they're like, we wanted to focus on the aliens and the predators because in the movies, the humans have always kind of been the heroes. And they're like, we want to show these two, but like pe people have seen that numerous times. We want to show these two badasses fighting. And then all the humans are essentially cannon fodder. Mm -hmm. So they did it like that. And then more than likely what happened was they released this movie and it was brutal. I mean, they did the Alien vs. Predator Requiem, and then, like, the R turned red, so it was like, okay, yeah, you know, we're getting AVP R, yes, you know, R-rated movie. They probably went to turn it in for a rating, and due to how vicious and brutal it was, and how the aliens just had, you know, Predators had no regard for human life, they probably came back with, like, an X or something. And they were like, well, if you darken the film... You know, maybe that will, uh, you know, we can lighten the, the rating and take it down to an R. That's like probably the only thing I could possibly think of because oh, there's man. no way 
for 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 somebody to to conceal that much of the movie. And I mean, it, it really is bad. I mean, it's just it's and like we've said repeatedly, it was not shot like that. It was not shot dark. And I would Mm-mm. really like to be able to talk to the, the the directors and find out why. Like, what happened? Was was <laughs> this? Yeah, you know, was this you? I pr- I don't think it was you. Absolutely but not. It couldn't it, have been with how the trailers look. Yeah, because seriously, if you go back and you look at like these guys, uh, like all the all the movies that they've worked, they've done effects on. Even they did Skyline, which is a, a, another movie that they directed that they did out of pocket. And that movie is like bright and colorful. And I know a lot yeah. of people don't like it, but you can see what the hell's going on. It's a very bright, uh, visually pleasing sort of movie. Like, it's not dark. It's not grimy at all. It doesn't look like that. that's uh, – the, the finished product of AVPR does not look like what fits their directing aesthetic. It's not what they're about do visually. Know, do you know what do you know what the release print looks like? I was a video bootlegger in the 1990s. This looks like a bootleg work print because the work prints tended to not yeah. be color corrected or 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 matched yet. And that's what this really looks like. The release print looks like the kind of work print bootlegs I used to sell on VHS. That's exactly it. That's what it looks like. It looks like a friggin' bootleg that you would, like, get pirated that, that somebody shot on, like, their camcorder. That's what it looks like. It's muddy, it's dark, and you can barely see anything. That should not be a, a proper release of a film. It's It's just, it's insulting. All right, well, we're running out of time, so it looks like I lied. Next week, we're not going to look at best sequels. That'll be in two weeks. We're going to finish worst sequels next week <laughs> because we're out of time. I had a feeling this so, was going to be a two-parter. <laughs> I didn't plan it, but we, we went into more depth for some of these, and that's not a bad thing no. than I intended. So so next week, we'll finish up worst sequels, and then we'll go to best sequels. So in the meantime, nice. Peter is one of the better sequels out there. Where can he be found? Uh, you can you can find the, the Peter sequel on uh, on Twitter at Zinematic. On uh, uh, it should be Zinematica 2, I guess, if I'm a sequel. But no, it's it's Twitter at Zinematica, Facebook the Cinemasticist, YouTube the Cinemasticist. Uh, find me at uh, the 1201beyond.com and uh, GrindhouseChannel.com as well. Cecil is not a sequel. He's more of a sidequel. Where can he be? Sidequel. Sidequel. Sidequel is always such a weird word to me. What the hell uh, is a sidequel? First time I ever heard the first time I ever heard that was when David Peoples called Soldier a sidequel to Blade Runner. I'd never I heard guess, that term before. I guess it's not a prequel because it takes place in the same universe, but it is. Yeah, it's meant to be the. Uh, it is meant to, to be the same as the universe as Blade Runner, isn't it? Like, yeah, because there's yeah, no, it, it is. It, David Peoples expressly says that those are not in jokes in soldier that the, that's meant to be the same universe and since he wrote blade runner it's like no he used the term sidequel it was the first time i'd ever heard that and i liked it and he, so cool. he brought in the effects guy from the original blade runner to, to you know to rebuild the spinners and that kind of stuff so yeah it, it definitely i mean it makes sense but it's still it's kind of such a weird name but it you know it makes the most sense anyway uh you can hear me making sense over at uh escapist magazine uh good bad flicks got as well as Good Bad Flicks on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can find me, neither a sequel nor a prequel. I'm just that bad remake that nobody really wants to acknowledge ever happened. And you can find me at 1201beyond.com. Contact this show at 1201beyond at gmail.com. We'll see you next week for the rest of the list. Keep one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold. Weirdly self-loathing at the end there.
Radiodrome is a 1201 Beyond production. Find it and other great content at 1201beyond.com.